Welcome to another podcast from HFI Careers. My name is Elise Stevens. Today, we're talking to the fabulous Felicity Dwyer, who runs two leadership and coaching businesses. Hello, Felicity. Hello, Elise. Good to be here. Oh, fabulous. I can't wait to hear about your career story, Felicity. I run two businesses and uh, reflecting on this, um, this podcast and speaking to you, I thought, actually, I started both of them after the age of 40. But I think like all careers, the, the seeds of what I do were, were sown a lot early on. And sometimes I think you get to a certain point, you think, oh, yes, this is exactly what I was meant to be doing. And all the signs were there early on in my career, but I didn't always spot them. So one of my businesses is the heart of work. And I work with midlife career changers. And I help them to really think about, okay, what do I want to be doing now? Sometimes people have got to a stage where they're bored or they're frustrated and they want to make a change. Or they've taken a bit of time off for children and they think, oh, I'm just not, not using my potential anymore. Or maybe it's a bit later in their career journey and they think, actually, now I've got the time. I've maybe got a little bit of money in the bank and I can actually do something for me. So I just help people to pull the threads of their, their history together to find a career that really, really works for them. And that's essentially what, what I've done. When I look back at my career, I started in the newspaper industry <laughs> and I worked on a national newspaper on the letters page for some years. And towards the end of my time there, I got some work writing articles on career change or a supplement. And I just loved doing these articles because I was just talking to different people about their career journeys. And I thought, oh, yes, what I'm going to do now with my career is freelance journalism. And looking back, I don't think it was the freelance journalism that was so much of interest. It was just this speaking to people about their careers. Try and become a freelance journalist, and that wasn't a particular success at the time. And I ended up going back into initially short-term contract work. I worked in some magazines. That was a fantastic journey because I got to work in all sorts of different environments and found out what I enjoyed and what I didn't. I ended up at, I suppose, a year's contract, which really opened my eyes at the Arts Council. And I loved the environment there. And it made me think, actually, I love this sector. I love working in the, the arts sector and the not-for-profit sector. And quite a lot of what I do now is with museums and heritage and, and not-for-profits. I work with managers of volunteers. I work quite often with people who want to move into a more a sector which feels more worthwhile. So I feel that that whole thread has, has come through. And there's little things thinking back. I went to a career workshop many years ago, probably 18 years ago, which actually wasn't very helpful at the time, I felt, in thinking, helping me, me find a career direction. But I remember sitting there thinking, I could run this sort of workshop. And then a little voice said, oh, no, who are you to help people with their careers? You haven't sorted your own out and all this sort of thing. But of course, now that's, that's exactly what I do. And, you know, I've been through my own process and, and, and help people. And I think there's all those little signs along the way. So I would encourage anyone who feels a bit like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm the right career, is just maybe look back at things that have happened in the past that you've enjoyed or and just reevaluate them or think, well, what did I learn from that? Is it what I thought it was at the time or can I look at it a little bit differently? Yeah, I think that's all I'm going to say for now. And I agree with you about when you look back at the signs, they were there, but perhaps we weren't ready to take them. I think so. And I, I think also some people have a very linear career journey. 
And for some people, it's not. And I think it's almost like you go through your life and you gather knowledge, information, skills, and then somehow it, it comes together. The people I work with, the people I really want to support are not the people who are really clear about what they've always wanted to do. You know, I think that's fantastic. But the people who do think, well, I'm not sure I've tried this and I've tried that and nothing seems to be quite working. And it's like, well, actually, once you get that thread and pull it all together, then it can make a, a real, real difference, really. And once you find the thing you want to do, then it just seems to open up and expand. I absolutely love what I do at the moment. I love working with career changers. I love working with managers. I think that good management just can change people's lives, really. There's a truism. You don't leave a job, you leave a manager. And I think that from the organisational perspective, if you're managing people in a way that's that motivates them and helps them develop, then you can have a huge impact. What made the Arts Council such a great place to work? I think it was the first time I really felt part of a team. I'd been in a lot of organisations where I didn't really feel part of the team, either because it wasn't really the way the organisation worked or because I was in an interim role or a contract role, so I was slightly to one side. And I went to the Arts Council and it was going through quite a lot of change at the time. And it was a whole change management process. And although I was only there short term, and I wasn't the only person because of the change management program who was there short term, it felt like everyone was coming together. We were thinking about the impact of the change. And it, it just felt like being included and involving people. And empowered, I suppose, is, is, is a word because obviously what I try to do with my when I'm, when I'm helping managers develop, is think about actually how do you empower your staff and encourage them to really feel part of it. So that was fantastic. And then I moved on from there to another organisation, uh, a voluntary sector infrastructure organisation, and they were amazing. They provided so much development for their staff that I felt I really blossomed there. And when I went freelance, which was in 2003, they really supported me in doing that. They were my first client in a way. So once I sort of opened my eyes, this is what a good organisation can do. It really made a difference for me. And I ended up, you know, in a management role and getting a management qualification at, at this, this other organisation. So, you know, it suddenly felt that from looking around, I had a path and a direction. So, yeah, I think I think good management and being willing to invest in and develop people is is, is a wonderful thing, really, for an organisation. Did you take time out of your day job and invest in your own career development? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I, I spend so much time, even now, but right back from my... I've always followed the things that interest me. In my 20s, when I was working in a job, which, you know, was a good job in many ways. I wasn't know where I was going. And I, I spent my evenings, my weekends studying drama. I'm not sure I ever really thought I was going to be an actress, but I was just really intrigued by it. I think it's impacted my life in so many ways, partly obviously just confidence for delivering presentations, certainly live presentations I love. I do train some people in, in presentation skills. Um, I just had a lovely email this morning from somebody who I recently was involved in a communication skills course saying she's about to present on a topic she's been passionate about for five years and she really feels that she's learned is going to enable her to do that. So that's fantastic. Also, the other thing, the team work that I've mentioned before that I didn't feel I'd experienced at work until 
the Arts Council, I actually experienced that through working on productions and plays. I would say, honestly, up until I worked on a play, I don't think I would have called myself a team player, really. I hadn't experienced working part of a team. And suddenly I was part of a group of people. You come together with this common goal of producing a show, particularly if it's an ensemble type show where everybody does different parts and everyone's working together towards the whole. And that was amazing. That was like, oh, my gosh, it's fantastic working with a group of people. Um, I like the fact that you've got a clear end goal. I hate the things that go on and on and on. You know, so it really taught me a lot about not only confidence and personal development but working with a group of people to produce something. Was it hard to make the decision to start your own business? Oh that's a good question because it was it's been something I always wanted to do. The first time I tried it I was in my late 20s and I don't think I was ready for it. The second time I did feel I was ready for it because I had such a breadth of skills. And one of the things I would really, really encourage anyone to do is to develop their their skills. Because if you feel you've got quite good tech skills, quite people skills, quite breadth of knowledge, and perhaps most importantly, the ability to learn. I think if you feel confident that you can pick up new things and learn them, you think, well, actually, whatever self-employment throws at me and it will throw things at you because it's a fast-moving world, then I've got the capacity to learn and adapt and, and, and cope with whatever I comes my way. So that's one thing that really helped. I think the other thing that you need to do is think about the balance between feels like security in an organisation. It isn't always because things change so fast. That sense of freedom, which I felt I really wanted the sense of freedom, but then you also have to be prepared to to knuckle down, put the work in, get that self-discipline, that grit, all that side of it. So I think that balance between security and freedom was something I was thinking about a lot as I left and thinking, actually, the freedom is what matters to me. But now I've got to build my own security, if you like, through, through getting out there and putting the graft in. Would you say that since starting your business that you continually invest in your skill development? Yes, absolutely. I think it is so important. I think there's two things that I invest in. I mean, I've been working as a coach or coaching probably now for coming up 15 years because I started when I was employed, but I'm still always, always investing in building my skills as a coach and a trainer. So that's part of it. So that's the the CPD side. But also you need to learn business skills. So you need to learn marketing skills. You need to learn sales skills and all those sorts of things, which, of course, you know, I hadn't really had to to know much about until I started. So you're constantly, constantly learning, which I love. I think that's one of the excitements about it. But you, you do have to be prepared to do that. You know, I'm prepared to invest judiciously. There's There's a lot of information out there which is free and is really good quality. So that's your starting point. And then when you do invest, you think, well, actually, is this the right the right next step for me? So, you know, it's, it's time as well as, as money. And if you haven't got a lot of money, then there's still a lot you can do just by taking the time and doing your research online. I agree with you. Felicity, some lessons from your career so far? Well, one lesson I would say is really build a support network. In the management side of my business, it's a collaborative venture between myself and another colleague who's also freelance. And we've built up a really good collaborative working relationship. So I think people that you meet along the way where you feel you've got complementary skills and shared values, you know, nurture them, look for ways to work together. 
and also build your wider network. I'm a big fan of networking and, and, and women's networking, I think, can be very, very powerful. I run a network uh, locally, which is for small business owners, and I'm involved in, in other networks. So really look for ways of, of building your network. There's so much out there now that wasn't around when I started. You know, there weren't all these fantastic networks. There are now. Look, see what's on networking in your community, your town. You know, Google that, see what's out there. Go along, see what works for you and uh, really build and nurture those connections because they'll help you through the ups and downs. Oh, they're great. Thank you so much for your time today, Felicity. It's been so fantastic talking to you about your career story. Okay, thank you very much, Elise. It's been wonderful speaking with you. It has. It's been fantastic listening to your twists and turns in your career. Thank you. That ends another podcast from Age Defying Careers.